You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 425 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about the new LEGO Star Wars Summer Vacation Special. We give our thoughts on Lightyear and the current state of Pixar films. We finally launch our Chalkwalk page. More on that in the episode. And the Haunted Mansion turns 53. To celebrate, we share our favorite mansion ghosts and memories. As always, we'd love to hear how you feel about the things that we talk about in this episode. And you can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers if you're not yet following us. But we'd love for you to join our Discord server. Joining is super simple. All you have to do is head on over to our pinned Instagram story. Click on the Discord logo. You're just a couple clicks away from joining. Or you can do the same by going to podcateers.com slash 425 and clicking on the Discord logo. Before we begin, I want to send a special shout out to a wonderful group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head on over to podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP squad for their continued support. All right, we are going to get this thing started. If you are new to the podcast and this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. We got a whole archive of episodes that you can listen to. Some of our favorite ones are Armchair Imagineering, so make sure to check those out. But if you've been with us for some time now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 425 of Podcateers. Are you ready? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Not me. <laughs> and, or nor I. However, I feel like it would be fairly comfy uh, to be in a pineapple com- under the sea compared to the weather out here. Yeah, It'd probably I- be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is turbine power. Just be sandy cheeks and you can, you know, have uh, yeah, a little dome with some oxygen and there you go. Boom, you got the best of both worlds. You got the best of both worlds. Well, that that hurt my throat. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like talking like a pirate, do you? I used to be able to all day long, and now I can't. It hurts. (laughs) I'm glad I have water, or else I'm not going to be able to get through the episode. It's just going to get progressively worse. It's my own fault, but it felt right. You don't want to sound like Harvey Firestein like for the rest of the episode. I mean, I could. <laughs> yeah, at least for one episode. Uh, we'll uh, yeah, it would be not fun. Just swallow, gargle some gravel. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bowl of nails for breakfast, so without any milk. There's a SpongeBob reference for all you SpongeBob people out there. Boom, boom, <laughs> SpongeBob Square Pants. I think I'm on the SpongeBob kick because. There was a set of Nickelodeon decks that were recently released, and 
I'm crossing my fingers because I very rarely purchase decks that are in blind packs because I just don't like playing that game. You know, even when they have blind packs at Disneyland for like, remember when they used to do blind packs for Vinylmation and then they started doing yeah. blind packs for everything after that? Pretty much. Like that's kind of what, what I feel kicked it off, right? Yeah. All the way back to when they were doing Vinylmation, I hated getting the blind packs because I always feel like, and this is honestly, this is one of the reasons I stopped playing Emoji Blitz because I felt that like every time I went to get something new, I got a repeat of something I already owned. Mm. And I just thought, well, this is ridiculous. I like I'm just spending money over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. And these these decks that came out, it's been kind of trickling out. Like different companies have been releasing the decks like every so often. And it's like it's a deck for Rugrats, for Rocco's Modern Life, for Hey Arnold, uh Thornberries has one, Cat Dog has one, uh what else? I think Kablam. there's seven total. No, uh, there's seven totals. Oh, Our Real Monsters has one, yes. Okay. And then the final... uh, No, no, no. All that was the live one. This is all that... Still, I like it. The Amanda Show is my one on the right channel, right? Oh, Ren and Stimpy was the other one. Ah, Ren and Stimpy is the other one. So, yeah. So, uh, I purchased three to begin with because I thought, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll get lucky. And I ended up with one Rugrats and two football heads. Uh. So I'm hoping that someone else that I know can trade me the additional Hey Arnold one for something I don't have. But I brought, I bought a few more this past weekend during the, like the second release that they did. And I'm hoping I don't end up with all football heads because oh, that would be bummer. <laughs> knowing how these blind things go for me, like I'm thinking, like I'm gonna have a lot of trading to do. <laughs> of all the Hey Arnold Hayes, and ended up with all of them. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a live action one next, so you can get the all that cards. This is all that. And then they'll like the Cl- Clarissa explains it all. I can't say that Clarissa, Clarissa. explains it all. Yeah, <laughs> and the Keenan and Kel. Like dad, that was funny. Yeah, Marissa King explains King. it all. Was one of my favorite shows on Nickelodeon too. I loved like, it. Secret of the Hidden Temple or whatever, or Legend oh, of the Hidden dude. Temple. Like, one of the best yeah. games ever. Yep. Come on, baby. They need to bring that back, but in they did. They did. No, but no. I mean, Disney's got to do that inside of the Indiana Jones Adventure attraction. I wish. Oh, like you in, have to try and like put if, the Mars head back together. Yes, you got to do everything. You got to run the entire attraction without the jeep. Hey, you know sold. I, I will, oh, yeah, okay. You got two Fine. volunteers right Done. here. Right now, okay. I don't sold. even care if we get prizes. I just want to run nope, the attraction. That's, yep. that's the prize. The prize was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, so this weekend, I finally had a chance to watch Lightyear. Uh, I believe both of you... Saw it too, right? Me too. Cool. Yep. So I want to talk about that in a bit. By any chance, did either of you watch the Lego Star Wars summer vacation thing? Not yet. So this was the best commercial that Legos ever made for like anything. I don't get me wrong. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of the standard like Lego jokes and everything. The Weird Al part was pretty fun. 
but li- like everything was about the Star Cruiser and them being on vacation. Like I get it, you know, Disney wants to like cross promote the things that they have, right. but I feel like this is one of the first times that it I don't want to say that it was cringe because it wasn't cringe. It just it felt much more forced than the other Lego specials that they've done. Uh-huh. You know, it it didn't like it hit on a lot of the Lego levels, but I I don't know. Like for a Lego Star Wars thing, like they I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading too much into it because there's been all the talk about, you know, the hotel and everything that went on with it, but I don't know. I like it's probably not one that I'm going to go back and watch again. Once and done. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. I saw watch it, the, I'm good. Listen to the Weird Al song on uh, Spotify or something and you can get get the best parts out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun it's a fun song. <laughs> yeah. It's worth watching, uh, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Again, I'm probably reading too much into it. But what uh, if you're a Galactic Star Cruiser fan? You're going to love it. Okay, great. You're gonna I'm sure it. there are people out there that are That's Galactic the Star audience Cruiser fans. right there. <laughs> you know what? Target audience, very niche. Yeah. Know? More importantly, here's what I think. I feel like if you if you did the Galactic Star Cruiser experience, you might watch this and think I have a connection to this thing, right? You might yeah. feel yeah. like you enjoy it more because you share a, a similarity with the special. But for someone that hasn't done it, if if part of why they based the entire special around the Halcyon and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the whole experience of being on vacation and stuff, this did not make me want to go do it any more than <laughs> anything else I've seen. Like, if that was the goal, it failed, right? But, right. again, I'm probably not the market for that. Like, I was going to say, the goal is probably the Wars kids. Fan. I think the goal is the kids, Mom and oh, Dad, maybe, I want to go. Maybe, maybe, I want to go on that maybe. thing. That, that, but then the kids are going to go and they're going to be like, where's Lego Chewie? And they're not going to see a Lego <laughs> Chewbacca and they're going to be like, what the heck, you know? Well, you can go see real Chewbacca on your excursion to Black Spire Outpost. That's true. I guess. We need I a tactical know. Chewbacca. Tactical yeah. Chewbacca, best Chewbacca. Well, yeah. regular. <laughs> Classic Chewbacca is still good Chewbacca, too. Tactical I Chewbacca. Mean, yeah. They Good. they both have their their charm. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe they'll be friends. Like you never know. They haven't met yet. Maybe they're fr- they maybe they could be friends. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they're distant cousins, and we just don't know it. I just found out that this is a random story, not really connected with anything we're talking about. But I'll say it anyway. <laughs> I just found out that uh, one of the people, one of the kids in the shows that I was doing, is a cousin of mine that we didn't know about. It was uh, what. Qu- quite interesting it's a she's a a third cousin of mine wow Uh, our our great grandmothers are sisters um so anyway that's just a random uh, cousin story that i had that's (laughs) That's crazy (laughs) yeah so now we're just like hey cousin hey whatever so that was an interesting thing to find out so uh anyway that's you said cousin it made me think of it so (laughs) well then it's definitely related it is related it's it's a little tangenty but it's whatever this is this whole show has become just tangent city i think Boom. It's mostly my fault, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. I like it, it is fun. I think it it's like funny. It. it keeps me on my toes and it keeps things interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to wrap it up, like I said, if 
for a fair weather Star Wars fan like myself, uh, if this was meant to excite you and make you want to go to, you know, take this weekend and be on the Galactic Star Cruiser, it did not do that for me. This it did the opposite. Like it just made me feel like I don't need to. Uh, but if you're a Lego fan, or rather a, a big enough Star Wars fan, where you know you have wanted to do it, it's probably going to get you a little more excited about it and mm-hmm. make you happy. And you're gonna be upset when there's no Lego characters there, but you're gonna enjoy your stay and the end. So, uh, but it's worth watching. It was fun enough as its own Lego thing that if you put that aside, if you put like the commercial aside, it was a fun special. I will say that. So. Okay. Sounds good. I'll definitely check it out. Like it's yeah, it's some it's on the list. I just got to have uh, the time to watch it. Nice. Been hanging out with my cousin too much. <laughs> <laughs> um Lightyear. Yeah. That was something else that we had an opportunity to watch this weekend. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts because there was a lot of stuff running through my head while watching this film, especially with all the controversies that were flying around about why people didn't want to watch and why it was banned and all sorts of stuff. So, um, Mel, kick us off. What were your thoughts on Lightyear? Well, one, I'm going to say spoiler alert because, yeah, we're going to ha- you guys already know spoilers. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Skip a little bit. Um, So Lightyear was really fun. It, it was totally, totally fun. I appreciated the sci-fi aspect like I've been into a lot of sci-fi shows and to see this was really really cool um mm-hmm. my first thought was the first minute like the little intro why couldn't they just show that part as you know trailer teaser something that would have been like perfect and I'm, I watched it and I'm like okay I see it should have shown that, you know, maybe if we would have been in the theater. I, that's my first thought. But um, overall, a lot of fun. My, <laughs> this is going to be full of rants <laughs> again. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I really, I, I know you're supposed to root for the good guys, but I really like Zerg. Zerg is like one of those, uh, like one of those villains. Zerg. That's so cool. And I didn't like the story and where they went with him. And the reason why. So apparently Zerg just doesn't exist. It's evil buzz. What? We had. um, Oh, what is it? Evil mystery. Ugh. Porkchop. Evil Dr. Porkchop. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So if we had that and we never saw anything like that for Buzz, why did we make him evil all of a sudden? Why can't Zerg just be a robot? Why did we have to make him human? Why was it a Voss kind of thing? No. (laughs) Do not say to a man behind the curtain. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, the movie, really good. The whole thing with the... um, the controversy has nothing that was nothing yeah. if anything there was a different point to that that kind of almost made me cry because it's just when you follow the story it's it's kind of heartbreaking 
Um, so people were just making stuff up for no reason. And besides the whole Zerg thing, it was still pretty good. And I think Chris Evans did a fantastic job as Buzz. You didn't hear Captain America. You heard Buzz. And sometimes, you know how like some, sometimes when you're playing a part, you don't get, you can't separate yourself from that. I don't know if that makes sense. But I honestly thought that was a really good job. Like I, I was kind of curious how that was going to roll out. Like how are they going to do this? Now I kind of wish I had seen Buzz in <laughs> Disneyland because <laughs> the movie's cool. Overall, it was a fun ride. Totally a fun ride besides the whole thing with Zerg. But it was fun. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, Wait, I, is Captain yeah. Lightyear still at Disneyland? I think so, maybe. I, we have to check. I thought they took him away because he was becoming a thirst trap on Instagram and TikTok. I had no... Dude, I am so disconnected from stuff like that like i have no idea <laughs> all right see. somebody correct me if i'm wrong but i thought we'll i saw research. a video somewhere where he wasn't available anymore because people were making videos of him where he was a, a bit of a thirst trap and so Aww, they were like yep no no soup for you and Aww. this is why we can't have nice things in the parks because people do this type of stuff yeah but I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. Sorry, Andrew. I, I believe I can. No, I'm there. I'm doing I'm doing some research. I am seeing um Instagram posts from July thirty first of a light buzz in the park. So oh, that okay. Eight, mean eight days ago. Too much. Yeah. Um it could be an old photo, not a hundred percent sure. Um but possibility he's still there two days ago somebody posted a photo but again this looks like it's at uh disney no that's disneyland so anyway it's a possibility he's still there okay um who knows but it looks like he's got his own little backdrop in these photos now as opposed to just being in the um whatchamacallit like the tomorrowland stage well, see, that's why you can't believe the things you hear on the internet. Mm-hmm. Just take them with a grain of salt or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a cool photo. <laughs> All right. So come that's back, that guy. Come back to the podcast. Anyway, your thoughts on Sorry, Lightyear. I'm on Instagram. I was scrolling. Um, uh, Lightyear. Um, yes, I agree with you, Melissa. Uh, I thought Chris Evans did a great job of uh, really matching, like, but not, you know, matching with Tim Allen in the like the cadence and and the speech, you know, pattern and inflection and everything with still giving a a different performance than the buzz from the the, you know, Toy Story films. It's kind of like the the Tom Hanks Jim Hanks thing where Tom Hanks is Woody and then Jim Hanks does all the all the secondary tertiary uh, merchandise and everything so they sound a little different but it's it's still there so it did kind of give that vibe um which i thought was you know good and smart i did i, I like the movie overall yeah the dad uh zerg plot thing was kind of or not dad dad it's in toy story 2 it's dad it yeah uh, uh different timeline buzz because that also i think they didn't explain that well enough 
because because he was like, I went to the future, but then how is there also this other buzz? They didn't really explain yeah. that too well because I was confused. Um, so that uh, also there's that guy that looks like Hazen in the movie. I thought that was kind of fun. I'm oh. famous. <laughs> You're famous. He looks like you. But whatever his name is, Diaz or whatever, the like guy. Yeah. And he's got and then he's like, you have a beard. <laughs> How long have you been cut? Four years or whatever. Four years. So, uh, also, um, uh, star of the movie is Socks, definitely. Yes, I think. absolutely. <laughs> I'm looking at the IMDb right now, so that's why I'm Peter Sohn, who's you know done plenty of Pixar voice work, and as you know, uh, I I don't know exactly what he does at Pixar other than the voices, but I know he's in creative somehow. Um, but, uh, you know, he's squishy in Monsters University and stuff like that. It's, great job as Socks. Uh, I had a fun time. I, I liked how Socks was kind of like the, uh, the R2-D2 of, yes. of the, the, yeah. this light year world where you're just like, oh, there's a port, plug my tail into it. Pierce the port, I can do that. Like, that's, you know, R2-D2 is a magical thing where it's like, oh, there always happens to be a port that R2-D2 can plug into yep. in Star Wars. I'm like, okay, here's the port where Socks can plug into. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, I, I I had a good time watching it. It was, you know, fun. The the old man buzz was kind of uh, a little off-putting to look at, I think. He just kind of like, like, cause kind of like, oh, that's an old man. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It just kind of weirded me out. But I enjoyed the whole thing and the resolution of the of the entire uh, story was good, even if you know it's not the villain, uh, you not the Zerg you might have wanted um, it to be. Because yeah, why not just be a robot? Also, the Zerg toy doesn't have legs; it's like a big cape thing that he rolls around. What's that all about? Like, come on, there's continuity errors. <laughs> in between Toy Story One and yep. Sir and Toy Story Two and come uh, Toy Story Two and Lightyear, we need to resolve these things. Is there like a you know it was Lightyear Two and Zerg is an actual robot that was an AI made from Ivan and something something and I don't know what. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it was a fun movie. I like watching it. You know the toy thing between. Toy Story 2 in this, I don't know. I, I feel like I have so many thoughts on this because at the beginning of Lightyear, you know, you alluded to it earlier that they do mention, they, they have that blurb of like, you know, back in 1995, Andy, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is that movie, right? And they talk about how this Feels is the thing. Feels added that, last minute. Yeah. Um. So I'm 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 glad that they added that. You know, I'm glad that that's a part of the film. But if they really wanted for people to accept this as its own thing within the Toy Story universe, they would have bypassed, like I feel, like they should have bypassed the text at the beginning and they should have had a clip of Andy with a tub of popcorn and and Woody and maybe Rex and Slink or whoever. Remember the advertisement that they did? Just that, yeah. that artwork, yeah. yeah. Like, that should not just have been artwork. That should have been the opening of the film, like, where he's telling the toys, all right, guys, the movie's about to start. Here we go. And then it just kind of, like, goes into the film from there, right? Because then yeah. you mm-hmm. would have made an immediate connection that Andy is watching this film. 
at the end of the film, you you can go back to the theater and just have Andy mouth agape and just like saying like to infinity and beyond. And that's where the film ends or something, right? Like something to tie it back to the film. Without that, that's why I think people had a hard time accepting it. The whole Chris Evans thing, I think because... I think because I had the understanding of how the film was supposed to function within the Toy Story universe, the Chris Evans thing never bothered me. I didn't even care that he didn't sound like Tim Allen. You know, because to me, it was a different character altogether. It wasn't the Buzz toy. It was Captain Lightyear that I was listening to. You know, Tim Allen is Mm -hmm. the Buzz Lightyear toy. You know, so... That argument immediately got thrown out the window for me. Um, I have to agree with socks. I'm not a cat person, but damn it, if this didn't want me, like this didn't make me want to get a little <laughs> socks toy or something. Like I, I need right. that in my they life. Have, it's adorable. Yeah, they, they have. I think it's uh, Super Seven. I think the company. Um, they make a like full size socks. That is like cool. in a carrier thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that exists. I love socks it. is cool. Plus, I love how Buzz is like, yeah, figure this out, and he's like, really? Okay, cool. And he's the the reason they finally figure out how to do it or something. So cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's like I've worked on it for a hundred and eighty years or whatever, eighty six years or whatever yeah. it was, and I finally figured it out. So like the entire transition. Uh, like I, I, you see time passing. Everything it was absolutely heartbreaking, you know, to see him missing out on life. Essentially, the lesson at the end, I think, you know, is fantastic. I think how this wraps up is a g- really great lesson for a lot of people. But in general, the whole Zerg thing, I don't know. I would love to see. I think they already have one on Disney Plus. Uh, they may have like a the making of sort of thing for Lightyear. Uh, and if they don't have it yet, I hope that they add something soon because I'm curious to know if the whole buzz traveling from the future was a last minute change during the development of the film. I almost feel like the entire thing was leading to the line from Toy Story 2 where he's like, no, I am your father. Right. And they were going to wrap it up. Uh, like well, that. Exactly. And at the last minute, they were like, no, let's take them on this swerve and let's make it buzz from the future. And I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, when I saw old buzz, like I got Charles Muntz vibes like immediately. And I just thought like, (laughs) it's, you know, he's about to attack Carl and Russell, like how dare he? And now he's attacking buzz. Um, I was okay with it. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I, I thought the fact that, you know, he grew as a person and he was able to defeat himself, I think was, I think it wrapped up okay. You know, it it was fine yeah. for how it ended. Overall, the film was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. A lot of the criticism that was out there, I think, was fairly unjustified. However, I do think that if they did a better job of tying it to the original story and adding that animation or maybe not even that, like maybe just some audio that made it sound like the lights were going down and, you know, and you heard Andy and the toys or something or people like, sure, the movie's beginning, the movie's starting. 
I think that tie-in is the key for more people accepting this. But uh, that's just me. Yeah. I think it, honestly, even you keep the movie completely intact, you take out the 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 little text and you just market it that way. I think yeah. that's the biggest fail fr- of this uh, movie is how it was marketed because it was like, all over the place. Nobody knew what this movie was going to be about. They were so confused on who this character was. Is this the Buzz toy? Is this this real-life Buzz? No, it's a movie, da-da-da-da-da. And we're hearing this just from Twitter and, and whatever. The marketing was very kind of vague and not tying it to Toy Story at all or you know, making clear what this was. So if from the start they're like, hey, this is the Andy movie that he watched. This is Andy's Star Wars or whatever that they want to market it as. Then you can make the movie whatever you want it to be. And and you don't even have to put that stuff in the beginning because people are prepared for it from the get-go with the trailers and the marketing. They, they know what they're getting themselves into as opposed to being some wishy-washy you know, campaign where it's like, well, we kind of want to show him that he's this, but kind of want to this and that and blah, blah, blah. That's my opinion on, on where, where this got a bad rap. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's sad that I didn't get to see this in theaters because it is cool looking. Yeah. Like hyper speed. Oh, he's going to light speed. Yeah, exactly. That's very cool. And there was like those shots where it seems so intense and it's like, yeah. That looked that would have been awesome on a big screen. Yeah. So no. You know <laughs> Oh, also Hazen, yes, there is a making of documentary on Disney Plus. Oh, good. Ooh. Beyond Infinity, okay. Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear. Awesome. Thirty five minutes. Okay. Then I know what I want to watch next because Same. And I'm hoping that that has something to do with it. Like I hope that it was a last minute change. I don't know if it'll be here or if it'll be in one of those like art books later on where they talk about the concepts or something, but like I feel like it was just a last minute change, and you know, I, 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 I've been wondering about this, not just since I saw it, but you know, since it was released, I kept wondering how this film was going to do, and this was before all of the controversies and all of the questions that people started raising about it, because Toy Story Four, I feel, was the big like the last big film that Pixar released that Disney marketed really at all right there aside from like a poster here a poster there or a teaser here a teaser there Toy Story 4 was really the last big film that we heard a lot about and there was a lot of prep for because after Toy Story 4 we got onward and in comparison to a lot of the other Pixar films it was considered a flop in a lot of ways you know after that we got soul you know, during the pandemic. And so people couldn't go out to the movie theaters. They released it on Disney+. Plus. That turned into a big thing. Then, you know, six months later, we got Luca again, you know, and, you know, it was a split release and everything, but it just wasn't the same. But even that one didn't get the fanfare. It didn't get the type of marketing that we've seen before for Pixar films. Then we got Turning Red. And Turning Red felt like this weird crossroads because it happened right in the middle of a lot of other stuff happening in the world where it felt like Disney wanted to promote it but at the same time they didn't want to because it dealt with like 
this taboo topic, you know, that shouldn't really be in a film. But they're proud of what they made because the Pixar, you know, people that made it were proud of it. So it was getting Mm -hmm. it like it was getting pushed away with one hand and being brought back with the other at the same time. And then Lightyear. And so Lightyear, I thought was going to get way more promotion because it was part of the Toy Story universe. You know, it got it got that big like this is the house that, you know, Toy Story built essentially treatment. And it, it didn't. It just it it felt like we didn't get the type of marketing that we've gotten for so many of the other Pixar films. And whether it had to do with the fact that it had the kiss in there that everybody was talking about, or if they felt, you know, during screenings that it was a little too confusing for people because of the premise of it. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this was Disney's way of like protecting themselves you know, by saying like, well, we didn't really promote it. That's why it didn't do well, you know, because it's easy to wash your hands like that. But I don't know. Am I reading too much into that? Like, I like it just feels weird no, that the last five films haven't been promoted and they've all been Pixar films. Yeah, it's def- Yeah, it's I think it's the, um, you know, the the covid back, you know, peddling and and. You know, Onward was half, you know, half COVID (laughs) movie as well. So that was like kind of promoted. And then it was like, well, okay, uh, you got to pay 30 bucks and it's on on Disney Plus. Okay. And then they've been like, okay, this, 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 this. And, you know, the marketing also just reminds me of um, remember John Carter? Yes. Like that marketing was awful. And that was a halfway decent movie. I thought that was a good movie. Um, and I think they could do those movies, do more of those movies and people would like them. But again, it, it failed in the marketing and letting people know what this movie was about. And that's kind of where it flopped. And, but I still do agree with you that I, I don't remember seeing too much on Lightyear just advertised in either like Instagram ads or, or, you know, commercials or whatever. Granted, I skip most of the commercials and do a lot of streaming, so it's harder to get ads to me, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, <laughs> uh, you know, I have the radio on every once in a while, and I'm on social media, and you'd think you'd at least see a little bit of, of Lightyear in there. And, yeah, it's I, I agree that I think it's just kind of been a, a dearth of marketing for these Pixar films and... Uh, granted, this has probably had more marketing than than the last five or whatever that we listed from from onward to uh, turning red. It's it's still it, it's weird, and I think they people in the Disney company don't know what to make of Pixar anymore. That might be just a thing. They're <laughs> like Pixar want makes good films and wants them to be released but then they're like oh they do so well on disney plus blah 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 but pixar doesn't want to be an exclusively disney plus entity as far as i'm concerned as far as i've heard anyway so it's it's really like this big like who knows what's even going on it's it's very confusing um to watch from the outside and i'm sure uh experience from the inside is even more uh rattling and confusing to, to be a part of it Bonkers. so um, yeah who who knows what's going on over there um but yeah i don't know 
Here's hopefully they uh the next one's cool. I don't know. Yeah. And they all are. Well, They're all cool. That's the like, thing. Pixar movies. They're cool. Yeah. Like whatever. It's a Pixar movie. It's cool. It's gotta make money. You just gotta market it right. Lightyear supposedly had a two hundred million dollar budget and made two hundred and twenty four million dollars worldwide. So it so just barely made barely, its budget back. Yeah. Yeah, with merchandising and stuff, it still probably will do okay. But it's interesting to look at the the numbers made 118 million domestic, yeah, and 106 internationally, and that's where it was uh, banned in certain countries and blah 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 because of the non-controversial things that are in the movie. <laughs> like it's whatever. Uh, but yeah, countries be doing country things i guess yeah oh it made eight thousand dollars in slovenia wow oh on its opening it made thirty-two thousand in slovenia well there you go it's more than one dollar oh it made uh it it made uh well that it made that doesn't make any sense that must be a typo it says it's opening it made four hundred and nineteen thousand dollars in taiwan and then its gross was a thousand and four hundred dollars so that might be a typo but anyway, uh, let's get off this because I can read numbers all day and that'll just get boring. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, you made a, a lot of really great points about the timing of the release of everything, right? Because uh, Toy Story was released the summer of 2019. The pandemic, if you if you think back to the starting point, it started to really hit people around December of 2019. And then by February 2020, March 2020, that's when all the quarantines began to happen and onward released March 2020, right? It was just right yeah. after everything had begun to shut down. So they made the decision, like you said, to release that. Everything else was released, like Soul was released in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, Luca, you know, was uh, last year in the summer when things began to open up again. But there was still a lot of restrictions in place. Uh, Turning Red yep. was this year still restrictions, but not as many as there was before, but not a lot of marketing to go along with it as well. Lightyear uh, was possibly the one that had the best chance of being seen by the most people because it was at a time when more people were comfortable going to the movies. They, you know, they were going out a lot more mm -hmm. than they used to. But at the same time, that could have also been part of the reason why it failed. Because after two years of not being able to go to the beach or go camping or go to the park or do whatever, people were probably not going to want to go sit inside of a movie theater when they could have been at the beach at a bonfire or something, right? But yeah, de that could be definitely it. a big factor. I'm right. noticing that at my work is is the same kind of of trend. Yeah. So Elemental is the next film that's on the Pixar block right now. So uh, Elemental, right. I think, is going to release in June of next year. And the the biggest thing that I think worry people, and I'm not worried because I loved it, is that it's directed by the same person, by the same director as The Good Dinosaur. Right? I love The Good Dinosaur. People got a lot of beef with it for some reason. But it's the same director, and there's it, it feels like it has parallels to Inside Out, 
the way that the they're not emotions but they are you know elemental figures but they feel very inside out when you look at some of the concept Mm -hmm. art that one i think is going to be a really good indicator of where the disney company wants to go with pixar because if they market the heck out of this film you know that they are 100 Mm -hmm. behind pixar but if we get some half you know market tactic like we, like marketing tactic like we've got with some of these other films you know that they're not thinking of Pixar as the powerhouse that they are but as a studio like you said that they want to position as a Disney Plus exclusive to get more subscribers given that their current model is let's get as many subscribers onto Disney Plus as possible especially considering that exactly. a lot of people are terming out because they got the D23, like like the the founders package or whatever that they had for, for Disney+. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, we're terming out on that soon, too. And so I imagine that they're trying to get more exclusive stuff, get more content, and they might want to fully position Pixar as one of those studios because they're not bringing in Marvel money. You know, so we'll see. I mean, but, but the, the thing is, like, how much Toy Story 4 made... Hold on, let me bring it up, because you say Marvel money. And I want to check. I could have swore it made, like... Yeah, Box Toy Story 4 worldwide made a, over a billion dollars. Yeah. So, pre-pandemic, Pixar is doing, you know, you know, keeping pace with Marvel. I mean, they weren't doing Avengers Endgame numbers, or whatever, but they're they're definitely beating you know uh, Thor uh, two or whatever. Like they're definitely doing pre pandemic doing good numbers, and we really don't know what um, Pixar is in this you know post pandemic thing, whatever you want to call it, because they've not given them the proper chance with not releasing their films, you know, except for Lightyear in theaters. So it's it's kind of like hard to tell because they've kind of screwed Pixar over a little bit by making them this like thing where people are like, "Oh, well, it's on the Disney Plus, the Disney Plus, Disney Plus, da 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 da." da. So it's you know, and who knows with this, you know, uh disney plus model with how it is people go well i'll just watch it when it's on disney plus like you know it'll be in theaters and then i'll watch you know if i don't have to go to the theater i didn't see lightyear in theaters it was more because i ran out of time uh but uh most people are just i'll catch it on disney plus and if that becomes the model where it's like all right it spends you know six weeks in theaters and then goes straight to disney plus they're going to lose a lot of box office because people, unless it's like in a specific event film, uh, they're going to lose a lot of people because people can wait six weeks. I can wait six weeks for a movie. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time. So yeah, six weeks, whatever. <laughs> uh, that's not a problem. Yeah. And I'll watch it on Disney plus in the, you know, my pajamas. Yeah. I mean, it by comparison, you know, if you, if you add up approximately what the MCU has brought in for Disney, it's just mm-hmm. over $27 billion. And that's ranging all mm-hmm. the way back from Iron Man all the way through like Thor, Love, and Thunder, right? 
Pixar, yeah. on the other hand, if you go all the way to Toy Story 1 through Lightyear, has brought in approximate just under $15 billion. Yeah. Right? So okay. there, there's a huge gap between the two. You know, and by comparison, Pixar has had four movies, five movies that have broken the, the billion. And those are uh, Nemo came close. It was at 936. But Toy Story 3 broke a billion. Finding Dory mm-hmm. broke a billion. The Incredibles 2 broke a billion. And so did Toy Story mm-hmm. 4. And that's it. That was in that. I mean, that was in that run, though. But just think of how how long like you could have a marvel movie every year like sometimes two marvel oh, movies absolutely. in a year or animation it's like they just don't have the time and also the other thing you have to consider with is um merchandise um yeah. merchandise toy totally story toys story. and cars yeah. toys bring in probably 10 times as more money than the marvel toys i would have to think i think to- pixar toys are are probably some of the hottest toys you can get. Great I point. mean, I don't have any information on this, but that that's something that I'm sure that they're all considering da 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 da. da. But um yeah, it's but how many uh, did do you have the count on how many Marvel films versus how many Pixar films? Is it similar number? Uh, no. That's a good question. Marvel well, I mean, they're not that far apart. There's 30 Pixar films. It's like and there's 43 Marvel films. Okay. So, yeah, there's are decently apart, but, you know, a lot of the Pixar films where you go to 1992, 94 was, no, 96 when Toy Story was released. 95. Uh, it, 95. Okay. One, I danced right around the number. <laughs> <laughs> um, no movie was making a billion dollars in 1995 except Titanic. I was going like, to say, maybe Titanic. <laughs> Titanic is the only one. Like, it's the most uncommon thing in the world. And then it's, you know, when you got to, you get to like 2016, 15, 14, 15, whenever that, you know, Avengers, first Avengers comes out. And, and from then on, it was just like, Billion dollar movie, billion, 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 yeah. billion. Every movie was making, you know, every Disney property movie basically was making a billion dollars worldwide. You want to hear something funny? It was just like a, a run. Hmm. You want to hear something funny? When Avengers yeah. hit over a billion in 2012, Pixar did it uh-huh. first when Toy Story 3 hit over a billion in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Toy Story 3 was the start of that. It, you know, I don't I'm not looking at any numbers, but it feels like there was just a run basically 2010 to 2019 of just like billion, 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 billion pandemic. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like and I think people are just, you know, worn out because a lot of those films was like, well, it felt, you know, started to feel kind of like homework, like, oh, well, I got to go see the other Marvel movies because I've seen 30 other ones and I have to make sure that I catch up on this so I don't miss the storyline because if I want to watch Iron Man 5, I have to know what happens in Hulk 2 or I'm not going to know what's going on. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like an obligation more than anything. I mean, granted, I do like the Marvel films, but they kind of they they did a very smart thing and you know ended up with like this fan base even if they're not technically fans but they're kind of stuck because they're like well i 
care about these storylines. I have to watch them all because they all it technically connect with each other. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a great point too. That having the MCU completely connect into one giant story versus having all the tiny ones, you did feel more invested. And that I that's something I hadn't thought about before. And at yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I want to pass the question on to the listeners because I want to know how they feel about this. You know, the the last five Pixar films have have done okay, but they haven't been, you know, as phenomenal box office wise like all these other ones that we've talked about before. But, you know, we want to hear your thoughts on it. Have you seen Lightyear? How did you feel about it? Did you feel that it was poorly marketed? Did you feel that it was a good movie or a bad movie? You know, leave your thoughts. You can join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. Joining the community on Discord is easy. You can click on the pinned IG story. couple clicks, you'll be joining us. Uh, or you can head over to the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 425. And you can click on the Discord logo there to join us as well. All right, before we continue, I do want to take a moment to thank a very special group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, uh, some info on the FGP Squad, and a link to our Patreon being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like discounts on Podcateers gear, uh, access to additional content on Patreon like the Podcateers After Show, uh, some audio clips, other things that we've done, special episodes. You also get first dibs at new products. Sometimes I just randomly send out gifts because that's just something that I do at times. It's like Santa. Sometimes. But if you want more information, <laughs> it's going to be in my head now. If you want more information, again, podcasters.com slash FGP. Uh, and of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Thank you. All right. So I need to apologize to everybody because. What'd you do? Well, it's something that I didn't do really. And, you know, two of the biggest organizations that we like to fundraise for are uh, the Children's Hospital in Orange County. Uh, We participate in the Chalk Walk, and we also fundraise for City of Hope. We do Walk for Hope in support of raising money for women's cancers. And uh, the Chalk Walk this year was reimagined. It is not going to be the standard Chalk Walk where you walk around the park like we've, we've done in the past. It's a different event. It's you raise money and then you can get a ticket for an event that they're going to have at California Adventure to celebrate the anniversary of the Chalk Walk because it is an anniversary year for them. Uh, Because it was slightly different, in my head it didn't fully process as, hey, the Chalk Walk is coming, regardless of the fact that I had it on my list to set up a Chalk Walk page and that it's at the end of August and that, you know, it it's coming and I kept seeing it and I just thought oh yeah cool we'll get chalk walk information soon but we had chalk walk information and it just wasn't clicking in my head that the chalk walk was coming so I haven't set up the page and we hadn't begun to fundraise you know usually we try to set a goal of about $500 if that goes well we usually try to raise it to $1,000 and 
I was kicking myself earlier today because I realized, oh, damn, we're like a week and a half away, I believe, now from the chalk walk or, you know, two weeks or so. We got nothing so far. <laughs> we had like plans to Big raise money and do the auctions and everything. So here's what I'm thinking. Let me know if everyone's on board with this. I don't mind setting it up. I would still love to raise any type of money for the Children's Hospital. You know, it means a lot to me, which is one of the reasons why I love fundraising for them. But, uh, (laughs) you know, we don't have a lot of time left. So we can set up a page, and I'm thinking that we can set, you know, a small goal because, you know, being, being in the fundraising world, I can tell you that Everything that you raise goes towards helping someone or to help build something into something bigger, right? So if we set mm-hmm. like a goal of like $150, $200 or something, I think it's an easily attainable goal as a team. Um, but, you know, it's something realistic that we can do in the next couple of weeks as well. We might even be able to squeeze in an auction or two to help out with raising a little bit of money. Um, I don't, they don't stop the fundraising like the day of the chalk walk. Like it usually goes on for like a week or two after. So we do have a good three or four weeks to do some fundraising. So it gives us an opportunity to set up an auction or two and stuff like that. Uh, if anyone is interested last year, you might remember that for walk for hope, we did something that we've never done before. And that was, we made team boat willy pins there was a, a limited number. There was 100 of those produced. We still have uh, a small amount of those that were left over from Walk for Hope. If you didn't get a chance to get one last year, I could put the rest of them up for sale as part of the the chalk fundraiser, and we can do something similar where the par- a portion of the proceeds from the pins goes towards a donation for Chalk Walk. Uh, I, I I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Like if we set like a $150, $200 goal, like that's that's pretty realistic in a couple of weeks, right? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. You know what? It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It is for the kids. Let's do it for the kids. We've always said that even if it's just the dollar, it's a dollar more than what they've had or that we could give. It's just a dollar more. So yeah, let's, let's try that. It's, that's true. You know what? It's... Every it's not bit too helps. small. It's something. I agree. It's better than nothing. So let's try that. All right. So I, if I don't set up this page by, you know, the day after this episode launches, please hold me accountable and send me text messages until I send you a link you. for this page. Because we we'll got to get you. the page out there. <laughs> we'll put it up on Instagram. We'll put it up on Discord. You know, if you want to donate, you know, anything that you can help is obviously going to be super helpful. If you want to become part of the team and help us fundraise, run your own page, you can set your own goal. Uh, That would be amazing as well. We always love having members of the community and having members of the FGP squad join us as part of Team Boat Willie and helping us raise funds for these events that we are a part of. So, okay, I I will create the page this week. Again, if it isn't up by Thursday, the day after this episode, spam me until I get it done. You got it, buddy. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you. Uh, All right. So. The last thing I wanted to bring up in this episode is that the Haunted Mansion is 53 years young. 
Ah, uh, it doesn't look a day over 32. <laughs> Ish, right? <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Yay, happy anniversary, Haunted Mansion. Woo! Good job, you did it. Happy anniversary, anniversary to you. Woo! Happy yeah. anniversary to you. To you. No, I won't sing it. That's a callback <laughs> to another episode. But we didn't get spaghetti. But it's crazy how... Three years has yeah, already spaghetti. flown by. Like, dang. Yeah. Just like that. And to think it spent all those years in development just teasing people. It's such a tease. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the 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 facade <laughs> of the mansion is, what, uh, 60 years 60? old at this point? <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think, right? When did the facade go? I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up because I think it's pretty, pretty close. It's, yeah, it was up there for a while before yeah. it opened. So, Well, I thought it would be fun to, you know, think back on the mansion. And do you have one, two, two questions for both of you? One, as mm-hmm. we celebrate the 53rd anniversary of the Haunted Mansion, do you, one, have a favorite ghost? And two... Do you have a specific memory of the Haunted Mansion that particularly stands out for you? Yeah. Favorite ghost. My girl, Leota. Nice. <laughs> she's, she's my favorite. Yes, yes, there's Hatbox Ghost, but Leota just, she's the star. I mean, she is. <laughs> um, One really cool memory is, I think I've mentioned this before a while back, like way in the early times of this podcast, but having the ability to walk the mansion and smelling underneath, like we don't smell this when you're on a doom buggy, but in the dining room area, I didn't go downstairs, but to smell the smells that come up from the, <laughs> the ballroom dancers, it smells old, like I don't know what old smells is, but if it's just like antique, musky, like it smells like that. So if you guys, I mean, not even if you're stopped, you don't smell that. You have to be out of it to smell it. And there you go. That's one of my favorite memories is that eerie smell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not not in a candle anywhere to be found, by the way. Nope. <laughs> nope, not the one at Disneyland either. <laughs> Does it smell like that? <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, I found, uh, let's see. Uh, const- yeah, okay, yes, the, um, the facade began being co- uh, constructed in 1962. You're it was right. Finished in 1963, so the it was finished in 63, so it's 59 years old. of facade of the of the haunted mansion. So next year we're going to celebrate Even 60. Old, yeah, 60 <laughs> years of the mansion facade. <laughs> does that anyway? Does that count um, as a facelift hmm? or a face down or? It's just like a it's like butt implants because you had the like. Like the facades, like the front, and then you have the uh, you show building butt. in the back. For the kids yeah, in right? the minivan. I, I, I said butt. That example. <laughs> you know what? It's you know what? I gotta write that down. <laughs> but implants. Anyway, um, uh, 
What was the question? Something about uh, favorite ghost. Favorite ghost. Oh, I remember. Okay, favorite ghost. My favorite ghost is a good old Uncle Theodore, the singing bust by Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, my yeah. favorite guy. Uh, he's my favorite guy. I I love all the singing busts. They're so cool. They you know, but he's my favorite. I you can't can't go wrong with uh, any Thurl Ravenscroft characters. Like it's you know. He's just so cool, but uh, that's my favorite ghost. Um, second uh, goes to the um, the mummy in the coffin um, <laughs> in the in the, mm, uh, nice. the the graveyard scene because he goes like, rah, 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 and I think that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, story every time I think you know as soon as you said uh, story of uh, haunted mansion, the thing I remember is my my first visit to the park now. I am a very wimpy person, and I was only much more wimpy as a as a young child. Um, so they're like haunted mansion. Oh, I am not gonna have a good time on this. I'm scared walking up. So I'm going in. I'm like, okay, we're in line. We stand in line. I don't remember the line being too long. We got into the the foyer. There's not even the and the ghost host narration starts and I bolt out of there. I'm gone. Down the walkway, down the brick stairs, all the way down that I have an ant chasing me like I'm like, I can't do it, I can't do it. I'm running out. I end up like there was a hat stand outside the gates of the haunted mansion. And I'm just like, I can't do it. And so my aunt had to uh miss writing the haunted mansion while I uh browsed hats because I was was too afraid uh, to ride the Haunted Mansion. And that lasted for quite a while. But hey, now I love it. And I got a Lego, Lego Haunted Mansion. And I got a whole shelf full of Haunted Mansion crap. Uh, the, you know, August, uh, what is it? August 9th, yesterday, uh, 2022, the year of our Lord. Uh, I went to uh, Spirit <laughs> Halloween for the first time. Um, it is August. I went to Spirit Halloween. I've made two separate purchases from Spirit Halloween in August. Uh, so we'll talk more about that later. I think we're getting a little long in this episode, but uh, we'll talk about all of my <laughs> purchases uh, from Haunted Mansion, but nice. uh, or from Spirit Halloween. Um, but anyway, yes, those are my, that's uh, me being a little scary chicken. Uh, leave Didn't even make it into the, the stretching room of the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I want to, I want to hear about all the stuff that you got because I saw that when we got your text message about all the stuff that they had available, my first thought was mm -hmm. I want to go to there uh, so that I could experience mm -hmm. just seeing everything, right? And then I realized that there was way too many things I wanted to buy. And I mm -hmm. thought, okay, I got to pace myself because this week we also get the Lowe's drop of all the Haunted Mansion stuff coming from Lowe's. So mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll be at Lowe's sometime this week. And next uh, week, probably <laughs> tomorrow or something. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> so I'm sure that next week we'll be able to hear about your uh, purchasing adventures at Spirit Halloween and at Lowe's, getting all sorts of cool haunted mansion stuff. So more to come. Yeah, my wife will be <laughs> mad at me. Um, let's see, Ghost. So I I think. Most people are expecting me to say the obvious answer, and that is the Hatbox Ghost. Um, and if that's what you were thinking, you would be correct in many ways, because the Hatbox Ghost is just so legendary, the story behind it, and, you know, all of the, the talk behind, 
you know, how long it was originally in the mansion before it was taken off and how it disappeared. And then they couldn't find it and they couldn't find the records. And then Tony Baxter's like, but it did exist. And then, you know, like everything surrounding the Hatbox ghost is just so cool. I love it. It makes me want to explode. <laughs> um, but for the sake of giving you something different this episode, because I, I've expressed how much I love the Hatbox ghost. Many a times. It's no secret how much I love the Hatbox Ghost. But I want to give you something different because I do have a couple of other favorite characters in there. So I'm going to give you my next favorite character. And that is the Hatchet Man. The Hatchet Man, um, there's a lot of questions surrounding who the Hatchet Man is. Like uh, A lot of people believe that it's Master Gracie. A lot of people believe that he's his own character. A lot of people believe that he's like the reincarnated corpse of you know, whoever's hanging, which would be the ghost host, but then, you know, is the ghost host Master Gracie. And so there's all this legend behind, you know, who the Hatchet Man is. But uh, I love the look of the Hatchet Man. I love just how, like, calm and sinister he looks in the portraits that they have of him. And as a bonus, you know, uh, Javier Soto, who's an amazing artist, an amazing sculptor, uh, he he made a portrait of the Hatchet Man years ago when they did uh, the the celebration for the Haunted Mansion at the Disneyana Gallery. And so he had his, you know, portrait there. He had this giant bust of Ezra that was just insane. It was just amazing. Um, but yeah, that portrait that he made of the Hatchet Man just, I don't know, it made me appreciate the character a lot more. And since then, he's kind of been like my number two character. And only only because I can't, I can't decide between the hitchhiking ghosts. Otherwise, if I could smash the hitchhiking ghost into like one super like ghost, then that would probably be my number two. But I'm going to go with the Hatchet Man. Just to give you something different, because I know you're like, oh, yeah, Hazen's going to say the Hatbox Ghost. Ha! <laughs> oh, you I know what? I thought, you, you know, the the, la- <laughs> the lady blowing the cake out, well, the candles out. I thought that was going to be it, you know? Oh, what he such a great ghost, too. Ghost. There's so many good ones. Good ghosts. I- there are. I thought Melissa was going for uh, Mr. Organ Man. Victor. Victor, no. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I thought that's where that was going. But I mean, you know I what? could have it... said the dancing monkeys, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good mansion there are. characters. I mean, just the the graveyard alone, like every character in there is just a freaking cuckoo bananas, like crazy, you know, the king and the you know the there's like the you know guy with the the ball and chain and just the you know, sealing himself up in the tomb all i mean everybody in there there's just, there's just a dogs you know, like, cats hey, <laughs> the haunted mansion is hey did anybody ever say this i don't know if anybody has but the, the haunted mansion is cool what? Nobody's ever said that. I don't before. know if that's a controversial opinion or it not. It is. But is You're going to hear, that's... I mean, there's going to be a backlash because of that one. You know what? I, I, I stand my ground. Hunter Mansion <laughs> is cool. You do it, man. I stand behind you. <laughs> A hundred percent. Sip out of my Haunted Mansion cup. <laughs> oh, I got my mug here too. Hey, it's a my mansion mug too. Hey. Nice. Um, my one that looks like that is up there. It's somewhere up there. 
I can take a shot out of my Haunted Mansion shot glasses. Oh, that's what I want. This year they had those shot glasses. All right, we're talking merch next week. We got to talk about this stuff. Anyway, because yeah, there's a so lot. much stuff, yeah. stuff, stuff, stuff. Uh, and it's just and I only went to begun. The, <laughs> I went to the small Spirit Halloween. I haven't even been to the big Da-da-da. Spirit Halloween yet. Oh, I got some stories about Spirit Halloween next week too. By the way, I got at least one story. I don't know. We have stories. to go back to Spirit Halloween. Yes. Um, that was my all right, so impression. It didn't work very well. <laughs> it was good enough. I I liked it. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So Marty, that's my favorite ghost. <laughs> Um and favorite memory. Oh yeah, we're still on this. Yeah, part. I want to wrap this up because we got to wrap up the episode. So, uh, favorite memory. Uh, so you know those times. Um, I'm sure that every Disney fan that is at a point in their fandom where they realize I'm with my people. Do you mm-hmm. remember that moment where you just connected with people like you didn't even know, like just people that randomly you got to meet that day or maybe you met online at some point and you met them for the first time but you knew at that point like oh damn these are my people right that yeah like that's how i felt like i had been to disneyland before i had met other fans and you know at the time i i've told this story before that my love for disneyland came because i became obsessed with the haunted mansion and because of my mm-hmm. obsession with the Haunted Mansion, it drew me to like Doom Buggies and then getting Jeff Bayham's book. And that, th- the way that he dove into the creation of the mansion and had all these stories from Imagineers, that got me into Imagineering and it got me into the creation of the parks. And so my love for the parks came honestly from the Haunted Mansion. And so. The day that I went to my very first Doom Buggies meetup where I got a chance to, you know, hang out with Jeff again because I had met him before, but I got a chance to hang out with Jeff and all these people that I never really met before, right? But mm-hmm. I felt like these are my people. Like I, I share something with these people that I don't really share with anybody else. More importantly, it's something that a lot of people tend to talk smack about because they don't understand it. That's where the whole like Disney adult thing came from, right? And mm-hmm. it's just, there's just this love for something that it just, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, it makes you happy on so many levels. So that's my memory. That's what my memory of the mansion that stands out the most. Like I, yeah, the Hatbox Ghost coming back and everything was like, oh, wow. Like I probably would have wet my pants that day, but I mean, it it doesn't even compare to how I felt meeting these random people, you know, at the mansion, writing with them and interacting with them and just knowing that I I wasn't alone in this fandom, you know. So that's my memory of the mansion. That's how Melissa and I met. I mean, you just basically told the story of how, like, Melissa and I became (laughs) friends. And, you know, it's been, what, uh over 10 years ten now years. and it's uh, just by meeting uh, these this is my people on like, the that's internet it. exactly <laughs> yeah. and you know that's that's just how it goes you know it's it's just amazing how how the parks can really you know bring people together and and really you know there is a community out there 
that I mean, that's that's why we're all here. That's why we do this podcast. That's why, you know, people listen to this podcast is because it's a it's a community of of people that just kind of, you know, they they like going to Disney parks or they like, you know, watching the movies or all, all the things. And it's 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 a, a place to have good fun and and be with people that that kind of understand your quirks you know you can be a a little weird it's kind of you know i'm in theater and and it's kind of a similar thing where it's like yeah everybody's a little silly but that's the the kind of silly that you want to be around and it's right. it's fun and, and it's good to have a community that understands you and and your uh you know you know people get it it's it, it's a it's a you know it might be a weird thing to you know just like to go to theme parks all the time but you know what i'm weird and i like it and you know all my friends are weird and that's fine like if you yeah. want to call us weird <laughs> whatever it's fine i like going to disneyland so uh you know say hi i, I don't know that doesn't make any sense but yeah <laughs> disneyland is i might i want to say this, i might have a controversial opinion but going to disneyland <laughs> is fun <laughs> how dare you say that sir <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great place to to end the episode. Um, if you want to share your favorite mansion stories, if you have any, or uh, or maybe even share the story that you knew you were with your people when visiting the parks, or when you know getting together with uh, other fans of the things that you're a fan of. Drop us a note. Join the conversation over on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But we'd love for you to join us over on Discord. Like I mentioned earlier, if you want to join us, it's really simple. Head over to our pinned Instagram story. You'll find the Discord link there. Or you can go to podcateers.com slash 425. Click on the Discord logo. A couple clicks away from joining the community. So... Uh, new episode of Quizneyland coming this week. In theory, you are. <laughs> you have been. You have been killing it on uh, Quizneyland, that, man. So, uh, you know what? You always surprise uh, us. I always learn something great from Quizneyland. Yep, you do. I, every episode, man. You know, I, I love it. I'm looking forward to this uh, well, week's episode. I'm glad. So, new episode of Quizneyland Me too. coming. It'll be fun to figure out what that's going to be about. Oh, you're going to figure out something great. There might be there 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 I think I think I got a little list. I think there's a I'll have a Marvel Comics uh something about Marvel Comics, some about uh um some kind of Star Wars related thing. I don't know how I want to word this question yet. So, um and then maybe some about venture capitalism. Ooh. So venture capitalists. So that'll be What uh, all the teens are talking about these days. Uh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Everybody loves a good the venture capitalist. That's what I have to say. All right. You know, I maybe have a controversial opinion. But I'm, just, I'm not going to do that again. All right. That's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, until next time, keep dreaming, here. keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Greninja's Creek in Dolores Chambers. If Flair was here, he would definitely do that. Yeah, he right? totally would have. <laughs> Part of the Podcateers Network.